right, everybody, welcome to the inaugural episode of the Unscripted Playbook Podcast. This is the sports podcast where both of us have absolutely no idea what's coming. My name, Jonathan Petridis, slash Petridis, slash Petridis, slash Petrides. One of them is the correct version. One of them is the Canadianized version. And two are very popular butcher jobs that I receive on a regular basis. <laughs> now, let me kick it over to my partner, BJ Charles. I can definitely confirm that. Uh, so my name is BJ Charles. I'm excited to launch this podcast with one of my closest friends who I've, who I've known for close to 25 years. It's actually unreal. So... Uh, we just hope you like it. We're looking at bringing something different and authentic uh, to the podcast and to the sports world. Someone that you won't see a majority of the time is our boy Axe, also known as Akbar, who makes all the magic happen behind the scenes. Um, that's all I got, Jay. So why don't you uh, take a minute to explain how it works? Okay, happy to. So here's how it works. BJ brings three topics to the table. I bring three topics. I don't know his and he doesn't know mine until they are asked. So we might agree, we might not, but either way, we know the answers are going to be genuine, unscripted, and to the point. We don't want to dwell on the same topic for half an hour like you usually hear. So that's our goal. We feel the timing is right for this because right now we're all living through this kind of non-social Groundhog Day-like routine where we don't have our usual in-person interactions. So consider this podcast a replacement, kind of filling the void to... When you used to listen to two of your smartest buddies have a ridiculous conversation in a bar or a buddy's house, or even the idea of being in an arena watching a sports game right now, which seems absolutely impossible, but we all know we had those cool chats there. So hopefully you enjoy what you're listening to, and I'll pass it over to my partner, Beej, and he can kick us off with the first topic. Absolutely. So I, I got a feeling you know where I'm going with this, but uh, we're going to recap uh, conference championship weekend in the NFL. So, uh, quick recap: Bucks defeated the Packers thirty-one twenty-six. For those of you who don't know, I am a massive Packers fan, so that one hurt. And then we got the Chiefs defeating the Bills. But um, let's start with the first game. Jay, what were your biggest takeaways? Bucks Packers. Yeah. Uh, I didn't. I've never had such a such an interest in a game between two teams that I'm kind of indifferent about because. You're my partner, you're my friend, and you love this team. I don't actually care, but I was genuinely rooting for the Packers because I wanted you in a good mood and I might as well <laughs> for cheer for a team. Cast. You might as well cheer <laughs> for a team that you know a buddy is hardcore into. So I'm, I know you're going to get into this. I'm sure you are, but this was not on Aaron Rodgers. I'll just say, I'll leave it at that and say, this was not on Aaron Rodgers and a player that I never heard of, one of your corners or maybe safety, <laughs> Number 20, last wow. name King, absolutely mm -hmm. didn't do anything good for you. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah I, I partially agree with you. Um, it's tough because I, I'm pretty hard on my team, obviously, being a fan for so long. So there are a few takeaways I did have. Um, you nailed it on the head. Kevin King had a rough day. He was actually on the injury list all week with a bad back, and he played like he had a bad back. <laughs> um, <laughs> then don't play, man. Then don't play. Right? So um, that Hail Mary at the end uh, was a killer. And then to go into the second half, fumble within your own 10-yard line. Sorry, it was fumbled on like the 20 or 25, returned to like the 8 or 10-yard line, and then they just walked it in. That was a 14-point swing, and I was just – it was crushing. It was, it was a crushing blow. It was tough to watch. 
Um, and then, you know, Packers battled back. They battled back. They had a chance to, to tie. And, you know, I watch Rodgers actually not capitalize on two turnovers, but two interceptions by Brady. They go three and out, all passing plays, no running plays. Um, and then your third and goal, uh, sorry, fourth and goal, trying to tie it up with two minutes left, just above two minutes left, and you don't put the ball in your best player's hands. So I I partially blame Rodgers. I, par- I partially blame the coaching. And we just couldn't put it together, That plain and simple. Well, and didn't Jones go out with an injury as well? Yeah, that hurts, for sure. Uh, Jones going out with an injury hurts. And, and the fact is, I think he fumbled once this year before this game, which is also... <laughs> of course so, he did. Of course he did, right? So I don't know. I just... And I was going through this, and I'm like, you know, I feel like Rodgers and the Packers have the worst luck. This is the second game where they had a Hail Mary before the half. The, the, the it's not bad one. luck. I'm sorry. I don't want to burst your bubble. A, Man. you're in the conference finals, and B, if For you have sure. a bad back, you don't play up on your receiver. What For are sure. you doing? Hear me out, though. Hear me out. Sure. Okay? Sure. I'm just going to go through a list of things that's happened to the Rodgers and Packers over the last 10 years. So, I'm not sure we have time for that. No, no. It'll be quick. <laughs> it'll be quick. 2011, number one seed, divisional playoffs, Giants, Hail Mary before the half, Hakeem Nix. Okay? They end up losing that game. Seattle, 2014, NFC Championship game. They're up all game. Onside kick. Bostic botches it. Seattle goes ends up winning in overtime. And then this is another situation where Hail Mary before the half, weird things happen. And I'm I'm like, okay, you know what? That happens to everybody. But you know what they, they don't happen to? Tom Brady, ever. Is it ever. coincidence? But is that coincidence or is that maybe. just... Maybe. Or is that just pure planning? I mean, I, I'm one of the few that don't hate Tom Brady. He's just, I don't hate Tom Brady. I don't hate Tom Brady either. I don't hate him. What he did, by the way, I saw what you talked about in our first episode a couple weekends ago. Mm-hmm. What he did with Drew Brees and his family, man, that's that's class. pretty cool, eh? Very, yeah, very classy. I got nothing bad to say about Tom Brady. I just feel you know, pe- football is a team game, and people, you know, you you made this joke. Remember that that like seventy five yard touchdown run by Cobb when they came back against the Bears, and they were like, Aaron Rodgers does it again, and it was like, Aaron Rodgers threw the ball eleven yards, and Randall Cobb ran it. 65 yards, and they gave all the credit to the quarterback. Yep. There's 52 guys on a football roster. Like, it's not just Aaron Rodgers. It's not just the quarterback. It's a team game. And that's okay. what that's what I'm trying to say there. Okay, so what I want to say about Rodgers was I thought he played well. He went, yep. what, 33 for 48, 346 yards, three touchdowns, one pick. You can't really expect – you shouldn't be losing with stats like that, especially when – the opposing QB throws three interceptions, which Brady did. Anyway, things happened. Your defense Absolutely. didn't play their number one game. Um, I thought Rodgers did so many things. Even dropping that two-point conversion in the end zone. Was it Valdez Scantling that dropped it? No, it was uh, St. The- Brown. Equamius St. Brown. That should not... Yeah, I think they pronounced that correctly. Yeah. <laughs> I have no yeah. idea. Did not at all, but you, you got the point. <laughs> you can't... I mean, it got tipped by Sue, and maybe that was mm-hmm. enough to not catch it. But the gloves they make now, those things are supposed to make everything stick to your gloves. So I got no sympathy for that receiver dropping that. That's got to be caught. It is numbers. Um, you I'm, just gonna, it. I'm just going to throw out this grenade, which you've probably dealt with. <laughs> Perfect. The choice. What am I going to bring up? The coach's decision. What's right. the coach's decision that I'm going to bring up right now? Not going for it on fourth down. That's correct. Mm-hmm. Explain. 
Um, I like, I got his thinking, but uh, for me, it's a no brainer because I'm just thinking worst case scenario. They, they don't get it. Tampa Bay has the ball on their 10 yard line. You still are above the two minute warning. You still have three timeouts. At least you can say like, I tried to tie the game. I didn't like expect, you know, I, I didn't rely on the defense. You put the ball in your best player's hand. He's making how much money. You've got you've got to put the ball in his hands. Every also, single time. I agree. I agree. It, it was a very bizarre decision, and I wouldn't yeah. say it's the right one. And it sounds yeah. like the rest of the world agrees that it was not the right move. For sure. Um, how about Aaron Rodgers not running in it himself? And I can't <laughs> remember the time, but there was a time where he was scrambling. He Still ran before that. Yeah, it was, and he that. had the bill. Yeah, yeah, it was third down. Third down, right? Mm-hmm. He scrambled to the right, had some room, and then he chose to throw against his throw against the grain at Devontae Adams, which was. He was double covered and yeah. I didn't even see him being open a second before. Cause usually you think, okay, maybe he was open and they, they, they closed in on him, but he had a wide path to make it to maybe the two or three yard line, if not in. Yeah. And yet he threw into double coverage. Well, was that a confidence issue? Cause that was surprising. Uh, I think, man, I don't know. Like it's easy to say that from the comfort of our own home, but like, what we don't understand is when you're you're having like two two hundred eighty three hundred pound guys rushing you, you like you start to see ghosts. <laughs> yeah, like, but not you, after you, that many years in the league, though. Oh, a absolutely, rookie, I get it. absolutely. You see ghosts as a veteran. You see ghosts as a rookie. Like if you're getting hit, which they were getting some pressure, they're getting some sacks. You're constantly worried that someone's around you about to hit you. Like you're and and yeah, for sure. Like the most veteran QBs have good awareness, but. Yeah, looking at that, that clip, definitely try and run. And if you're at the one or two yard line, that makes it a little bit easier to go for it, right? On yeah, it down. makes the decision easier and doesn't put them in so, opposition. Listen, I'm going to be very honest. If I'm yeah. Aaron Rodgers, as me as a person, right. I'm sliding about 30 seconds before contact is coming, I can assure <laughs> you. So I can stand here behind the mic and act like a tough guy. But um, I think especially if I get after, back... Yeah, especially after two bro- broken collarbones. For sure, you're sliding. Absolutely. Oh, I, I get to the line of scrimmage and I, I face plant by myself. <laughs> <laughs> no hesitation. I like that. I like it. Okay, um, let's move to the go, next game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's move to the next game. What, okay. what are your thoughts there? So one thing before we finish that previous topic, your score prediction yeah. two weeks ago was Packers win 28-21. Right. So that wasn't close, but I was even further <laughs> away. I said the Packers were winning by two touchdowns. So... Both not great. Now, moving on to this. Not a good start. No. Not a good start. But you did really good on this next game. So, as Mm. we know, um, the Chiefs won. I think the Chiefs won. What was the final? Hold on. Let me get it here. It was 38-24. Right. Your prediction was 35-28, which is pretty amazing. That's really, really close. My guess, it's not important, but it was much, 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 much lower. (laughs) It was was 18-14 for the Bills. (laughs) (laughs) Was that with Patrick Mahomes playing no, as well? No, so that's that kind of leads into maybe my favorite thing to talk about in this segment, which is okay. Patrick Mahomes obviously <laughs> dealing with turf toe. Props to him pushing through that. Right. But from him going to not being able to walk because he's falling over to then playing in a NFL game is a bit of a shock to me. He apparently went through six stages of concussion protocol approvals. Right. How you do that in a matter of one week, to me, is... I think it's a money-making decision, personally. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's pure I, money. You, that's, if you can't see me, it's it's the money sign I'm doing. Yeah, that's exactly yeah. right. So um, other than that, I think the Chiefs, 
pretty much had full control over the game. And my goodness, Tyreek Hill is unbelievable. His the, the, his yaks that he's getting after his catches, he get all you have to do is throw him a three yard, four yard pass, seventy one yards. Yeah, yeah. So totally. overall, I thought, I mean, it made they made the Bills look like a very average football team. Yeah, they made them look like a G, JV football team. Absolutely. <laughs> um, I, like Kelsey and Hill, like you couldn't ask for two better weapons. Like that running game yesterday for the Chiefs was non-existent, non-existent. And they literally, you're right. It was literally a quick pass to Hill. And watching the Buffalo defenders try to like not commit to tackling him, but just trying to give him a little bit of space. And he just broke up speed. Like he's ridiculously fast. Kelsey's huge and runs like a wide receiver. Those those two are filthy. And then Patrick Mahomes, I've said this for years, it's Aaron Rodgers 2.0. You've never seen anything like Aaron Rodgers. And then you see Patrick Mahomes and you're like, never seen anything like Patrick Mahomes. The guy's ridiculous. So. Chiefs win, and we'll see. We'll see what happens in two weeks. We'll give our predictions next week. Yeah, it was. It wasn't even an exciting game, to be honest. I was glued to the set for the Bucks Green Bay game. It was great. Yeah. Sucks that your team had to lose, but it was really exciting. And we're uh, let's save the Aaron Rodgers future for another time, maybe. Yeah, absolutely. Because okay. I think cool. your wounds are still fresh. Very. So, very fresh. all right, let's wrap it on. Let's wrap it on the NFL topic because there's just. This is where we would differ ourselves because we could go for another hour, but yes. I don't see any value coming for another hour of discussing these same things. Zero. Awesome. And I'll probably start swearing and throwing my laptop. So let's just <laughs> Okay. <laughs> yeah. All right. So my number one topic that I brought up was a pretty decent trade in the NHL. Mm. Patrick Laine, Pierre-Luc Dubois. Right. Pierre-Luc Dubois. What's your take on it? It's interesting because... The first thing we said was, okay, Torts and Pierre-Luc Dubois don't get along because he feels like he's soft and he doesn't give it his all. So I'm going to trade him for a European, a very good goal scorer, but European and Patrick Lani, who has been known to not always give it his all as well. So this is going to be an interesting dynamic. Um, the deal breaker was Lani was giving hints that he did not want to stay in Winnipeg long term and his contract was up. Well, coming up, so Pierre-Luc Dubois had another year on his contract. They knew that he wanted to be moved, and bada-bing, bada-boom, it went down. So the headline I read that was interesting to me is, trading an unhappy player for another unhappy player. (laughs) That's a good way to transition your talent, because I watched a a Dubois interview pretty much fresh after. You can see the background of his house was totally empty because he was getting the boot. Right. Probably had to start his quarantine. Right. And... They asked him straight up. It was Ron McLean on uh, Hockey Night in Canada. He goes, so how do your teammates feel about this, that you uh, you signed a bridge contract, essentially telling them he didn't really want to be there for too long? And he said, I don't really want to answer that right now, but uh, they were they were with me. They understood it. But I think he alluded to the fact that they were all kind of thinking, okay, who's this 21-year-old think he is, where he's already starting to get that greed, that greed factor at such right. a young age? Right. So that's one thing I wanted to bring up. Second, second thing is how... Dubois got shat on by Tortorella last year in the playoffs. You remember that epic yes. public shaming that he gave him on the bench? Yes. After yes. which Dubois was a star. He came back and I think he had multiple goals, potentially yep. a game winner. Yep. And everyone said how it was just coaching at its finest. Obviously, it didn't work. He hated it. <laughs> and now he's leaving. And, and And he got it worse. I don't know if you saw last week, but he was benched for the last two periods of the game. 
And that yep. was a deal breaker. You saw that? Yeah, well, he made a comment saying, oh, I just have to get better. He knew he was gone. Oh, yeah. Like, come on. He knew he was gone. And it's just <laughs> the dynamics can be very weird with Lonnie and Torts. It's just, uh, everyone gets it, though. I mean, I remember St. Louis and Le Cavalier and Brad Richards and, like, Torts would ride those guys all game long. And he actually referenced him. Pierre-Luc yeah. Dubois mentioned that St. Louis mm-hmm. and Le Cavalier reached out to him. And they said, you're going to hate him, yeah. but he's going to make you a better player. That's what right. they said. Right. Uh, and? I don't think it's wh- any live in Columbus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and you're going <laughs> to. And did I mention you're going to hate him? Yeah. Yeah. Would you want to play sure. for Torts? Beads, you've played for some pretty um, aggressive coaches. I won't name one specifically, but <laughs> one of. What's his name, Jay? What's his name? Not, we're not there yet. <laughs> if we get him on the show to interview him, then I'll feel comfortable to bring okay. him up. But. You've played with an aggressive coach who's right. demanded who's demanded almost unrealistic expectations, and you've, he's managed to get you to achieve them. So what's right. your take on a coach like Torts? Honestly, <laughs> I, it's not for everybody, and I get that. I understand it. But in the end, it's just, it's just coaching. Are you it's better just, because of what he did? I wouldn't say I'm better because of it, but I would say that it, it's just – you could, you just adapt to it, and it, it really shows your like your character and your mental toughness, right? And I think that's part of it with torts and and coaches who like to scream and and yell a lot. I think it's just I'm going to challenge you every step of the way, and I'm not going to give an inch. And if you can put up with me, then I'm pretty sure you can put up with anything that you'll deal with on the ice or in life or as a person. It's so easy to pout. It's so easy to just oh, yeah. turtle, just completely turtle and say, forget this. I'm out. For I sure. want out. And I think that's what they've, well, I don't think Line was doing that with Maurice because Paul Maurice is the best. But I think Dubois was just saying, you know what? I'm 21. I think I'm pretty freaking amazing. I don't have time for this shit. I'm going to go somewhere else. I think he's going to look back at his experience with torts and, and be somewhat grateful and say, you know, like I, I needed that at that age, at that time. Um, he has not even scraped the surface of his potential and, you know, I'll say this. Some people just need a fresh start. And I I definitely think Dubois needed it. Lonnie, I'm not too sure. I think it was, just, again, I think it was just more business with Lonnie. But Dubois needed a fresh start. And I think Winnipeg's a good spot for him. Where where would you rather live? Last point. Where would you rather live? Columbus, Ohio, or Winnipeg, Manitoba? Uh, Columbus, Ohio. You sure? Right that now? Means that, means you're right living, now? that means you're living in the U.S. Well... Biden's president will take a few years to get back to some type of normalcy. Yeah, I, it's so cold in Winnipeg. I guess I can't. It's so cold in Ohio right now, isn't it? I, I assume so. I just, the U.S. means no for me. Yeah, I guess so. But that could change. If I was Heck. white, if I was white, for sure, absolutely. Uh, being a black person, absolutely not. <laughs> Winnipeg? That, you choose Winnipeg? Yeah, yeah, yeah I, I'd choose the cold. I wonder sure. how many times that sentence has been said. I choose <laughs> Winnipeg. Hit me with your next topic. Uh, all right. So um, I'm sure you've heard Ly- the Lions and Matthew Stafford uh, have decided to part ways. So um, I wrote down a few teams here, and I want to get your intake. What team do you think would be the best fit for Matthew Stafford? So uh, I got the Broncos, the Jets, the Bears, the Saints and the Patriots. Broncos, Broncos Jets, Jets, Bears, Saints, and Patriots. Saints. Yes, sir. 
Oh man, that's a tough call. Now, here's something we here's something I was considering adding because I obviously I think I actually had the similar topic, but mm-hmm. should we take into account Watson, Deshaun Watson, and Carson Wentz also being out there being tossed around? Because yeah, they, they need a home too. Absolutely, they they need a home as well. Um, you know, I'm just I'm just going based off we don't know where those guys are going yet, and Stafford's available. What about Me Washington? Per- Why didn't you choose Washington? Oh, Washington's another destination as well. Yeah, you're right. Washington's a good one. Yeah, because they don't have them. anybody. They, I mean, they have. I forget his name even. They Alex Smith. A- Come on, man. No, no, he's done. He's done. Who's their backup? No, Who's their backup? Not- Alex Smith is not done. Come on. Um, their backup is uh, the dude that played in the playoffs game. Uh, yeah, uh, Henneke. Uh, no. Are you thinking yes. of Chad Henney? No, Henneke. Oh, okay. I'm pretty sure it's Henneke. Either way, let's go with Stafford. Let's okay. go with a destination. Um, I mean, the Broncos are just willing to take anybody <laughs> right now. Would you yeah. want to play in Mile High Stadium? I don't that see why. Cool. I, I, cool I wouldn't. Stadium. No, I wouldn't. What? Why? It's, it's freezing. Yeah, but w- Green Bay is freezing. You want to play in Green Bay? Uh, the air is thin in, the, in Denver, so it's impossible <laughs> to breathe. Do you want to? Home field advantage. You'd adapt. The, the road team would come in. They'd be all tired. You'd be green 19, green 19. <laughs> you'd be like running the hurry up office. Yay. Go. Right. So like you'd be laughing. Sorry. That was your Rogers impersonation. That was my Rogers. Yeah. Can I hear your Tom Brady again, please? <laughs> alert, 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 alert. <laughs> uh, who else you got? Bra- uh, Breeze. Well, what is, what's Breeze again? Blue 80? Blue 80. Blue 80. Blue 80. Kill, 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 kill. Blue 80. Blue 80. Say hot, hot. Okay. How about Manning? Do you have any Manning? Omaha, Omaha, 58, 58's the mic, 58's the mic. Omaha, said, hurt. That wasn't a good Manning. That was you pretty good. Like, I you got to get like the the, the southern. The like, twang. Man. He has a yeah. twang to his. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I know. He's yeah. actually way funnier off the field. My goodness. Every interview he he's does. so funny. I, I appreciate. And he I, talks I like he's, he talks in slow motion. Like he's got like marbles in his mouth kind of. And yes. it's got that twang to it. Everything yes. he says is funny. Um. Back to the point of ADD Central here, <laughs> Stafford. Stafford. By the way, I, I'm I, I will get used to your ADD. I'll I'll try and reel you in at times because I know there's yep. a lot of things going on in your head right now. So don't well, worry. Yeah, it's easy to it's easy to to go off on tangents, and I'm okay with that. Um, Mile High Stadium, no thanks. It just so it seems cold all the time. The Patriots. I don't want to play on a shitty team with a coach that's going to make me very very sad all the time. Um, Washington. I think there's opportunity there. Personally, uh, Chicago, great franchise. Mm, don't know if there's a future there with that team, but the Saints. Why not the Saints? But then you're aren't you competing with? Um, you are competing. You are Taysom, competing. Taysom Hill is there, and they also have um, who, uh, James Winston. Yeah, mm. I don't. I didn't think the Saints. Are you, I didn't are you think the Saints with were James Winston. No, are you competing with him? I don't know. I, I don't know why he's still like his off the field stuff should be enough to push him away. And he's been he's pretty not, good these last few years as far as off the field. That was last year when he was coming on to an Uber driver. Oh, yeah, yeah. That was bad, actually. Yeah, good point. Um, that's why he's not – I mean, that's partially I, why he's not in Tampa anymore, but it's also maybe because he's not very good. Yeah, 30, 30 interceptions the year before. <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, he, that's he more than only, you're supposed to do. Only 30-30 man in NFL history. Oh, they should do an ESPN 30 for 30 on it. <laughs> That's good. I like that. It's a very um, short episode. It's just a montage of his 30 <laughs> interceptions. Oh, here oh. comes number 26. His oh. interception 
touchdown ratio was one to one. <laughs> What's that in a QB rating? I guess there's more factors that go into QB rating. It must be like even, like like it must be just like fifty. Or can I ask I you? Know. Can I ask you something? Do you know how to calculate yeah. the QB rating? Yeah. So what you do is you basically uh, okay. So if they're basketball stats, you take your basketball <laughs> stats. Okay. If you shot sixty-seven percent from the free throw line, that equated to uh, no, 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 Beach. That's slugging percentage. You're calculating oh, slugging right. percentage, right. or is that wait? Maybe that was Corsi. <laughs> I don't know well, any see, of those things. Oh, I don't understand the Q. Uh, yeah, I have no idea. We could do but, a whole segment on the amount of stats QBR. that I don't understand. Yeah, QBR, QBR is, I know what it entails. It's everything you do in the game. So it includes your, your fumbles, your uh, lost yardage on a sack, your uh, yards per pass. It includes legit every single stat that that's, that's available. And then you have your quarterback rating, which is just your passing stats. Okay. I trust you. Okay. I completely um, trust you. So, sorry. To answer your question, <laughs> where would I go? I don't where know if you, you pick go? these teams arbitrarily, but, um, I mean, if I could choose New Orleans, I would. You're playing in a dome, number one reason. And New Orleans, which I where I've been, is what an amazing place to live. Seems like the most competitive role, but if I had to pick a destination and a team, I'd go to the Saints, man. You have Kamara, wow. Taysom Hill, essentially a running back receiver slash your okay. backup quarterback. Okay, so you like the weapons, and it's not just weather, weather based as well. Weather, weapons, jerseys, crowd, location, okay. like all, okay. all those things. Personally, you've I, been to, you've been to a game in New in New Orleans, yes, right? the Mercedes okay. Superdome, as it's called, and uh, it's it's a blast, man. It's really yeah. really good. I don't it looks know. Looks like a good time. I've been to a Pats game as well. It was nothing special. Uh, mm-hmm. I haven't been to a Jets game. I've been to Soldier Field, not for a game, but just been there. I don't know. Overall, Saints. What about you? What do you think? So I'm not going to be a pussy like you and, and worry about the <laughs> weather here. Um, <laughs> I'm looking at the situation that would be best. If I'm Matthew Stafford, I, I honestly, I'm, I'm leaning towards the Broncos. I think they have some decent weapons. They got a couple good running backs and Gordon and Lindsay. They got Patrick. They got Judy uh, for receivers. And they might even draft another one. They got Noah Fant as a, as a tight end. They got some good weapons. And and honestly, like I, I know you don't like Matthew Stafford. I'm actually a Matthew Stafford fan. I think with the right pieces, he could actually be pretty successful. I can't explain why I don't love him as a quarterback. Maybe he's just always been mediocre. Maybe he doesn't do anything special. Maybe he's just kind of he's just kind of there. Uh, that's mm-hmm. just me. Now to go back on the Broncos' choice, they they were five and eleven. You seem mm-hmm. to be drawn to teams that are under 500 because we asked you last week a similar question and you wanted to go to the Jets who won two games last year. Right. So you like going to a shitty team where you look like the star? Is that the, is that the goal? Well, I'm just thinking, I'm trying to be smart as well. You got to think about uh, long, longevity as well, right? So if you go to a winning team and your first season is a losing season, you're in trouble. If you go to a losing team and you keep losing – you're not in as much trouble, but if you win one or two more games, that's a win. Is that the what? Why Mike Babcock chose to go to the Leafs? Oh, Mike Babcock. Mike Mike Babcock chose to go to the Leafs because he's Mike Babcock, and Mike Babcock does <laughs> uh, whatever Mike Babcock uh, wants to do because I'm Mike Babcock, and uh, I won a Stanley Cup ring 35 years ago, and uh, won uh, I think three gold medal Olympic gold medals. You know, so you, hold on, just to back it up here. Um, yeah. He had a, you're right. 
I, I don't. I didn't realize he t- refers to himself that often in the first person or third All person. The time. First, okay. All the time. Okay. Uh, and he did win cups or a cup with an, an amazing Detroit Red Wings team. So no you could have won with that Detroit Red Wings team. I was on the team actually. Mm. Uh, how yeah. much coaching do you think went into that? Uh, nothing. None, well, again, zero. this goes back to the Spolstra thing. You have to be able to coach talent. You can't just let them yeah. do whatever they want. He had to somehow bring them in, and he was obviously a good coach. He did some weird shit and he brought sure. that up with For Marner sure. and all that. But For sure. he brought the Leafs to a slightly better spot. Who knows how he did it? Seems like some seedy operations happened, but overall, <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't. I don't dislike him as much as you made him sound. Uh, all right, let's move on. Beach, who's up? It. Is it me or is it you? It's you. Second okay. topic. Okay, I got a few, but for the sake of time, I want to bring a funny one up because sure. it's your boy Draymond hmm. Green. <laughs> you had probably had no. I- you had no idea this was no coming. idea. No idea. I know that's Uh-oh. why this is a curveball. Draymond Green okay. got ejected last night. For getting two technical fouls. Okay. His second technical foul was not his fault. He screamed obscenities and inappropriate language towards his bench. The referee thought they were directed, all the comments were directed to the ref. So they teed him up. He was gone. (laughs) The refs then, there's two things I want to bring up. One is. Did he lose it? Did he lose his shit like uh, afterwards? He, he lost his have. shit, yeah, and he kept trying yeah. to do the, I was talking to my team, I was talking to my team, and Kerr was trying mm-hmm. to defend him as well. He got booted. The refs came back and said, we apologize after the game. We oh. kicked him out in error. That was our fault. We didn't mean to. We thought it was directed at us, but it turns out it was directed at the bench. Okay. okay. My two points okay. are, first question. No, no, let's go to the second question. <laughs> How would you feel as a coach if the refs came to you after the game and said, you know what? Probably we, we didn't mean to eject him. That was a mistake. Did we win or lose the game? They lost. Oh, I'd be furious, <laughs> but um, yeah, I'd be furious if we lost, and I would be okay if we won. Um, like mistakes happen, and I get that, but that is a pretty big mistake. Can you? What's the point of NBA review? Well, that's probably not a reviewable play. Correct. Why? Because it's it's a double technical. It's a sorry. It's a second technical. Someone's ejected. I get it. A T should not be revised. Totally fine. But a second right. that involves ejection. Maybe we could look at. Oh shit! He's not talking to yeah, me. It'd yeah, it'd be tough. But it's just weird. It's like let's review the play to see where he, what direction he's speaking at. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> fuck you, asshole. I, I know. Oh, I know. But here's my biggest sticking point with it is, you know, why I don't have sympathy for him getting that shitty wrong call is don't get the first technical. Yes. Oh, what was the first technical? Uh, Just yelling. And when did he get it? That's the funny part. Oh, God. He got it four minutes into the game. (laughs) 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 That's why I thought. Okay. uh, Now, now that takes me to. Where does he land in terms of most technicals per game in the NBA? Do you think he's in the top 10? Oh, for sure. For sure. I watch Golden State play a lot, and anytime he goes to the hole, it's. I'm surprised he doesn't get tossed more. I'll be honest. The, the refs are extremely lenient with him. I'll say that. <laughs> You're right. He is in the top 10. Who is else do you think is t- in there? Who else do you think is in there? Who else is in the top? Who's 10? the top three? Who's the top three most technicals, or like technicals per game? Technicals Who gets the most per game? 
Uh, current, right? Obviously, this is not all time. I uh, just used last season as an example. Used last. Okay. Um, I think you'll I'm get gonna, one. I think you'll get you, one. You think I'll get one? I'm having a hard time thinking of guys. Just who name are, five who people. Who are that, idiots? Name one. Name one person who you think is up there in the top ten. Ah, J.R. Smith doesn't play enough to get technicals anymore. He's nowhere to be found. Nowhere to be found. Um, give me some teams. I'm just drawing a blank. L.A., Cleveland. Uh, I'll give you the top. I'll name off the top five. Okay. Number one, Draymond Green. Of course. (laughs) Of course. Number two, (laughs) you're going to kick yourself for this one. Russell Westbrook. Yes, of course. He's chip on his shoulder with everybody. I know. Don't touch me. Don't pass me the ball. Don't do anything. Yeah. He's like angry. But I thought you liked those guys. We talked about Stroman, how he's got the chip on his shoulder, but you don't like this version. No, no, I, I like, I like, you, you mistook me. I, I like Russell Westbrook. I, uh, I appreciate yeah. it. Who doesn't like a guy who, who acts like the way you just <laughs> talked about? Don't touch me. Why are you looking at me? What? I just, I don't know. It's, it's, I guess it's more entertaining. It's not like, yeah, I, I like, you know, would want to hang with this guy or whatever, but like, it's entertaining to watch. He's just mean mugging his own teammates. That's not boy, fun. That is not ma- fun. The referee, the scorer's table, like he's just mean mugging everybody. Imagine, imagine Philip Rivers and Russell Westbrook playing amazing race together. <laughs> it would be a lot of gong dang it, dang it's and like, um, oh gosh, or golly. And, and then it would be like all just. They would blame each other for everything. Yeah, they would. Yeah, that's true. Okay. Draymond Green, number one. Russell Westbrook, number two. A shock at number three. DeMar DeRozan. Really? Very surprising. And then Patrick Beverly and Kyle Lowry. Patrick Beverly, of course. And Kyle Lowry, yes. Because you know why? Everything is a foul. Yeah, I know. That's annoying. He's on on our team. He's on a wraps, but he is irritating to watch. He he never commits a foul in his world. Uh, And then two more. He's got the... The soccer player, the, ah, ah, every play. Uh, I know. Uh, and two others outside the top five, five are Marcus Morris, obviously. And Steph Marcus Curry. Cousins. Steph oh, Curry. Oh, wow. Steph Curry. I didn't yeah, know that. Morris. Marcus Morris. Yeah, frick. You know what? I would have said, if you asked me in the top five, I would have said Patrick Beverly. Um, I would have said the, the Morris brothers for sure. I would have said Draymond Green. I would have said those guys, but man. Draymond um, Green gets 0.33 technicals per game. So he's good for one a game, pretty much. One every one every three games. He's every, just, it's guaranteed. That's low. That seems very low. That's a lot of tees, man. Tees are supposed to happen once or twice a year. And isn't it like you get ten and then you get like a one game suspension and then uh, fifteen is like a two game? I'm, I'm pretty sure. Have we'll have to that. ask him. No, we're just gonna ask him. We can. But once we is get Akbar, to Akbar, are you on fact checking? Max, can you check that suspension? Can How you many? Check that, please. Okay. Well, he'll get back right. to us next week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll, okay. Beach, hit me with the topic, man. All right. What I got next? Uh, let's go with let's go with uh, Montreal Canadiens. Why? I, I, be, I bet you didn't see this coming. No. I, I, <laughs> can I reject a topic? Nope. Nope. You can't. You cannot. Um, reason why they're off to a four and 0 and two start. So they are they're leading the North Division with ten points. It's got to really be more. Want- There's got to be more to this. It's got to be more coming. <laughs> oh no i just well, what do you think that you contributed because they weren't i don't think they were expected to be at the top of the division at this point i know it's early but what do you think like what do you attribute to it? what do you think i can't i can't even i can't i can't <laughs> oh man six games in well how many games are they playing this season 60 something 60 i think it's like 62 or 60 yeah around there 
six out of 62. I just don't think I can. That's 10% of their games. I can't, I can't get excited. Now I want to see Canadian teams succeed, but right. I would much rather talk about the Sens, but they're not good. And they're that's terrible. not going to be till we're next year. About the Sens. They went one and zero at one point. I should have brought it up after week one beach. They were they one always, and oh. they always go one and oh, I thought they were going to lose that game. They always go one and oh, and then they lose like fifth, five straight. <laughs> and I one. fall for it every year. I say, yeah. maybe we'll be that sneaky team. That no one's thinking about. And, oh, we have Murray. Oh, we have Shabbat. Oh, my goodness. We have Kachuk. We're actually pretty good if you break us down. Anyway, you forgot the that- rookie. You forgot the rookie. Which one? The r- German rookie. Oh, Stutzel? Stutzel. No, it's Stutzla, I learned. Stutzla? So the R is silent. There's no R. Isn't there like a... It's, I thought it was Strudel. No, it's. I think it's S T. Apple Strudel? S T U E Z L E. So it's like Stutzel. Stutzel. Okay. He's talented. He's good. He's actually very good. Yeah, he is good. But I thought he was going on the IR. Maybe he is back in. I'm not sure. But he's back in tonight. He's actually playing tonight. Oh, I'm watching the game right now. They're down 1 0 to Vancouver. Oh, shocking. Um, They'll come back. Anyway, the Habs. Um, Yeah. I don't, I don't really follow them enough. What do I attribute it to? I haven't seen one minute of Habs footage. Really? What What do you think is making them good this year? I uh, I think they're I think first off they're younger. The, they can get up and down the ice. Their transition game has been like extremely solid. Um, Toffoli's been a solid addition. Suzuki's been playing well. Gallagher's been doing his thing, mucking it up. You love Gallagher, I know that. Do not do not say that I love him. <laughs> um, and then I also think uh, the organization they did a little bit of the Aaron Rodgers thing with them. Um, they went and traded for Jake Allen who's a pretty capable goalie. I agree. Um, and I think it lit a fire under Carey Price a little bit. I think it got him going. And not to the point where he's like, oh, I'm going to lose my job. But I think it's got him a little more focused, a little more dialed in. Um, w- when you get that much money and you're, you know, t- everyone's giving you all these accolades and you start to get a little bit comfortable. And I think this is, and I think the same thing happened with Aaron Rodgers for a couple of years. I'm, I'm okay saying that. I'll agree. And, I'll agree with that. That's a good point. And I think it's I think it's got him going a little bit. And Jake Allen's been playing well as well. So I think he's like, you know what? If I don't get my 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 gaming gear, like I'm going to be sitting. Jake so. Allen's stats are actually stronger. He's got almost yeah. he's got a 2.01 GAA versus Carey Price, which is 3.14. And right. they're both undefeated, obviously. Um, Carey Price has double the amount of starts. I don't think Carey Price. I, listen, I don't follow the Habs this year, but I got their stats up, and they're actually a decent looking squad here. And Tyler Toffoli, great player on the Kings, obviously leading the team right now. And the fact that Jeff Petrie is second in stats, <laughs> that's confusing. Uh, Thomas Tatar, great player that no one really talks about coming from Detroit. And Jonathan Druin, seems like a miserable kid, but man, he, he's talented. Uh, Gallagher does his <laughs> whoa, thing. Whoa, <laughs> he seems like a miserable kid. What do you mean? I just feel like he's he's always just <laughs> muzzy-faced, you know? Like he's always just kind of... Well, I don't want to he's, do this. I don't want to do. You know, I don't. Maybe I'm just getting the wrong feeling from him. He's but. French. He's French. That's why. Oh, okay. oh that's, I don't think we should go there. I, I love the French. <laughs> I love French people. I love them. Um, uh, but yeah, I think it's kind of interesting that you say that because I get Carey Price. I get a. I get a vibe from from Carey Price that he's cool with a reduction in spotlight. You take me away right. from being the guy who has to play 75 of the 82 games. Right. I'm not really. I don't really need to do that. So. If they're like, okay, we're going to throw Jake Allen 30 games and you got to play 52, he's probably saying, absolutely. Less exactly. pressure, less hard, less difficult on my body. 
That's a, you know what? You brought this up and I made fun of you, but it's actually an interesting topic. We should, we should follow them because I don't know what other Canadian team is really as hot as they are right now. Nobody. Vancouver's terrible. Ottawa's terrible. Toronto's doing decent, but we don't want to talk about them. So, yeah, we're we going to boycott. No, we can't boycott Toronto completely. No, they, we they won't do have boycott to come up. them. No, they'll come up. Maybe in like three weeks or four weeks. I remember what he used to think when I lived in Toronto that I became a Leafs fan. And I think you know now there was absolutely none of that. No, no. You I became, disliked you them were, more. You were a closet Leafs fan. I remember you getting excited. Being in the city, Beach, I can tell you, it makes it easier to hate them. Easier. Okay. But, yeah. But like you're around, you, you hear them all the time. Qu- Go ahead. Can I bring up this quick question before we move to your last topic? Mm-hmm. Um, why? Okay, I used to hate the Leafs when it was like Matt Sundin, Darcy Tucker, Brian McCabe. Oh, that face! I just wanted to punch that face. Oh, well, he was always with Tomas Caberlet. Oh, Caberlet. Um, that team, Ty Domi. Like nobody I liked on that team. Like not even remotely. I hated them. I couldn't stand them. I agree with but you. But I'm like, I look at them now and I'm like, there's not really anyone I hate. Babcock's gone, so I don't hate the coach anymore either. There's not really anybody on there I hate. I like Tavares. Mitch Marner's talented. He's, he seems like Doesn't a Doesn't Austin kid. Matthews seem, I don't know, that mustache just kind of rubs me the wrong way. Yeah. But he's talented. He's fun to watch. Joe like, Thornton. Joe Thornton, amazing. Joe Thornton's awesome. He's a little weird, but he's like he's fun. like he was one of my favorites for a while. Like, there's nobody really I hate on that team. So Wayne like, Simmons. Wayne Simmons. I like Wayne Simmons. Yeah, yeah. I, like I, I think he's just hateable as an opponent. He's a unbelievable guy on your roster. Amazing. You, yeah, exactly. You'd love to play with him, but to play against him, he's just in your face, hitting you like when you don't need to be hit. He's yeah, for sure. But okay. like, you see, okay, you see I got I mean? two guys. Two guys. I'll okay. ask you about Morgan okay. Riley. How do you feel about Morgan Riley? I, he doesn't bug me. Okay, now this one will. Maybe hmm. it won't. Maybe it won't. Maybe I'm just sensitive because his hair bothers me. William Nylander. <laughs> he, <laughs> actually, I, I have a sore spot, yeah, with William, and I'll tell you why. I drafted him pretty high in my pool, and he did nothing for me one year. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I got a little bit of resentment towards uh, William. I think that's a good reason to hate someone as a person. Mm-hmm. Totally mm-hmm. agree with you. Mm-hmm. Uh, good topic, Beach. A bit of a surprise one there. You snuck know, that in. I- I was trying to get one that you wouldn't, uh, that you weren't expecting. That's the whole point of the show, right? Yep, I was, I was confused by it, but it led to some cool chats, and that's actually gonna make me watch the Habs more. I had no idea they were, they were, they were flying, and they're essentially on the way to the Stanley Cup. Is that right? <laughs> Absolutely, Habs. Yeah, baby. Woo! <laughs> so early, so early, so early. Okay. I won't talk I about it. it, but I, I was happy you brought it up. Okay, so I have two to choose from. Sure. Um, I think one I can save until next week. So, but this one will lose steam quickly because this person is going to go away from the media for maybe not for maybe not for the next week or two, but soon he'll just disappear because he okay. lost McGregor, you're your boy him. McGregor, <laughs> my boy, my boy. I think I hate him more than you. He's, no? he's got to be your top one of your top five least favorite athletes. Word hate. People are going to think I actually hate these people. Let's call it your least top five least favorite athletes and he is one of them least favorite he is up there absolutely so with his shirt off and his fight face ready mm-hmm. he lost quickly second mm-hmm. round technical knockout i saw it he got pummeled multiple times on his feet fell to the ground and continued to get pummeled and you know he's a meme he's a no. meme everywhere what's the oh meme? yeah Oh, it's like, uh, just like how, wh- here, this this one's going to hurt me, but it's like how the Packers defense be like, and it was like McGregor, like, 
knocked out on the ground. <laughs> and I was like, I'm annoyed, but that's very funny. That's very funny. Are you happy he lost? Extremely. Yeah, okay. he needs, like, like he, like, I don't ever want to see anyone get hurt. Even my worst enemy, worst opponent, whatever. I don't ever want to see anyone get hurt. It's unfortunate that's the sport. If it was basketball, I'd be like, I want to see this person lose. Unfortunately, in UFC, the way you lose is you get beaten up. So I'm happy he lost. I'm happy that Poirier won. And yeah, I mean, I told you, he's going to sell fights. This is what he does, you know. Next fight, he's going to say the same thing. I'm going to knock him out in, the, in this first round, 30 seconds, flat, blah, blah, blah. And then, you know, we'll see what happens. He not doesn't care. Gonna... He doesn't care. He, no, he, doesn't. he hyped up that he'll beat Mayweather. He knew the whole time he yeah. wasn't. He didn't have a chance against Mayweather. No chance. But he no hyped chance. it up to sell tickets. And, man, I watched it, too. And that bothers me that I gave into it. But <laughs> how often are you going to see? I, I, Rob, Rob bought it. So he invited. Oh, like, wow. It was like five of us who went over to his house. He bought it. Okay. Where he had it free or something because he works for Rogers. So we watched it at his place. It was entertaining for the most part, but a letdown, obviously. And man, just where did that money come from? Like, <laughs> where did where did thirty million dollars come from? Actually, he got thirty. Floyd probably got double that. Oh, probably easily. Where does sure. that ninety million dollars come from, Beach? Uh, sponsorship. Know, it's got to be sponsorship. It's got to be television rights. PP um, pay per view. Um, I don't know, man. I, it's money. Just I don't know where it comes from. It's crazy. MMA is making more and more money now, which is crazy. Boxing is still, I think, still tops it. But he made his most money from that Mayweather fight. Like it's yeah, double his close. career earnings. Double the earnings. Wow, thirty million. And I I, I listened to a quote today. Uh, Marvin Hagler. Someone brought it up, and he said, you know, it's very hard to work hard when you're waking up in silk sheets. And so they're implying that he's just been enjoying this lavish lifestyle, making all this money, gone to his head a little bit. Stop fighting. To show up ready. You're talking McGregor? Yeah. Retire. Yeah. You're done. Do you need more than $45 million? And an easy setup for future with sponsorships, with media, with, well, fuck, I don't know what media coverage would take him, to be honest, but... <laughs> You know what I mean? Like you don't need to put your body in danger. You don't need to keep training if you don't want to. You're set. He might be broke. I wonder. How are I you broke? With all the lawsuits he's been dealing with, like think about it. How was how did Mike Tyson go broke? Well, the, the guy's fucking weird, man. Like <laughs> I think he bought a tiger too. Yeah, he has oh, tigers. Yeah. He has animals living in his backyard. I mean. That I don't know if I'd compare Tyson's lunacy to to McGregor. Actually, no, maybe <laughs> now that you say that, <laughs> man, there's a relation have, there. Man, like it's money, like flies. Flies. Well, it's I, I'm pretty sure if you have a good head on your shoulders and people around you who are like, you know what, do not buy that amusement park. You don't mm. need that amusement park in your backyard. But it's only forty million. I made that last year. Well, no, actually. You signed a $40 million contract for 10 years. <laughs> right. Oh, whoops. I already oh. bought it. I already bought it. That's a good oh. documentary, eh, Beach? That I forget what it's called. You always seem to remember the name. Yeah, Broke. Broke. Yeah, that was very good. That stuck very, in my head. Good. It stuck in my head. You know, you sign a $50 million contract and you think you have $50 million, but it's actually a five-year contract. Right. That's $10 million a year. Don't yep. spend $25 million in your first year because you are currently in debt if you do. It's crazy. That's the story where they're like, yeah, got my paycheck, went to the strip club and, and I blew it all in one night. I was like, that has mm -hmm. happened. 
Oh my God. It was one of the stories and broke. Who was it? Oh, I can't remember who the player was. It wasn't Andre Risen. I know he was talking a bit on it, but it wasn't. Andre. I, I can't remember the player, but man, it's crazy. It's oh, well. wild. It's wild. All right. So beach, we each had three topics. I liked yours. Shocked by that Canadians topic. Good for yeah. you for bringing it up. Um, yeah. as, as we close it off, I'm going to give a shout out to the home run King and always will be King. Despite what the standings stay, the standings say that is Hank Aaron passed away yesterday, age of 86 home run total of 755, which was passed by Barry Bonds, 762. But I don't think anyone in this world will say that Barry Bonds is the number one home run hitter because he did it with a little bit of help. And to my knowledge, I don't think Hank Aaron was juicing back in the 50s and 60s. If he was, <laughs> he hit it well, but I get a feeling it was a little more natural. He had eight seasons where he hit over 40 home runs. I don't know that people can do that anymore. That's incredible. Dude, dude was a legend. Legend. So I wanted to give a shout out to that. He certainly wasn't uh, a hero of mine when I was watching TV because that's before I was born. But <laughs> I just respect athletes who are absolutely kings of the game so i wanted to give a shout out to hank aaron for sure and uh you know tomorrow also marks the one year anniversary of uh kobe bryant and uh and Gigi's passing so you know it's definitely still surreal i still can't believe he's not with us and you know his impact he's had globally uh on the game of basketball and 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 you know the woman's the woman's uh game of basketball as well as unbelievable and and you know it's just so disappointing you know seeing the impact he was having with with women's sports and seeing his career after basketball uh and playing professionally it's just too bad that he wasn't able to uh to outlive it so you know it's unfortunate but uh may both of those people rest in peace and they're definitely with us all the time absolutely um thanks guys for listening to our first episode there's many more to come uh, Beach, do you want to say any closing words to finish our first episode? Yeah, we just, like I said, you know, we, we hope you enjoyed it. We appreciate anyone who listened and took time out of today to do so. Uh, yes, you know, we're, we can definitely be idiots, stubborn, fun, and opinionated. But in the end, we, we you know, wanted to make sure that everyone's enjoying this and having a good time with it. We definitely look forward to it next week. And many more of the upcoming weeks, where we'll be able to do this again. And uh, check out our Twitter and Instagram page for information. And the link as well in the bio. Uh, John, we all know how much you love social media. <laughs> I can't yeah. believe it. So I, I, I can't. <laughs> this means this means that I will be on social media. Is that true? Um, I will make sure that you will not have to do anything for social media. How about that? Okay. I only want to read, if we happen to get to the point where we're getting tweets about our show, I only want to read the negative ones because I think those are the most entertaining. Although I don't think people post anything except negative things. Do people ever say like positive things on Twitter anymore? Um, no, it's all negative. Okay. So we'll deal with some negative feedback. But don't worry, we have somebody to monitor that. Akbar, I hope you're listening. Um, and yeah, until next week, stay safe. And a gentle reminder that Black Lives Matter. See you later, everybody. Peace out. Peace out.